Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Dickler. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here on this beautiful Monday evening, right here in this terrific new year of 2014. I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. If you're listening to us here on this Soul of America Radio Network, you're listening by way of the Internet. That is www.soulofamericaradio.com. Simply go to your left there to the tab that says Hope and Healing and hit that tab and then go to where it says Live. That means that you join us on a live broadcast. For those of you that may be calling tonight or desire to call, you can call in at area code 323-784-9638. That's the number you can call in and listen as well as the number that you can call in with your comments and or questions. And that's area code 323-784-9638. And for those of you that might be calling tonight and perhaps you um, desire to uh, uh, have a question you'd like to ask, you can reach us at those very same numbers tonight. And for those of you that might want to email your questions, you can email me at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the letter J, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us tonight. And so you've joined us here tonight, and we have a great show lined up for you as we're going to be dealing with the tragedy. We understand that the issue of domestic violence affects so many people and so many families. And the tragedy that many families suffer at the hand of of losing their loved one to a violent crime such as domestic violence and how that absolutely devastates that family, how it changes the dynamics of that family in in tremendous ways. And tonight we want to talk about how do we get there? How do we help? How do we move to that place of healing and wholeness as a people and as a community when we've suffered and endured the pain and tragedy of domestic violence that oftentimes has taken the life of a loved one, a family member? That is how that is what we want to deal with tonight, and I want you to reach us tonight by simply calling in at area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That's how you get in touch with us tonight, and we're so glad to have you right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, as we're moving forward tonight, 
I just simply want to say for those of you that may be listening for the very first time, we're here every Monday night, and the intention of this uh, radio broadcast is to be a platform, a platform for not only education and empowerment, but a platform to engage us around the subject of loss and hurt, rejection, pain that may have come by way of domestic violence, sexual violence, uh, uh, domestic abuse, spiritual abuse, whatever type of abuse, child abuse. This is designed with you in mind to deal with any type of abandonment, loss, rejection. It could be divorce. It could be, it could be a number of things. But tonight, we're here tonight to help build and the bridge and the bridge between uh, your pain and, and coming to the place of power to begin to build a bridge to set forth an atmosphere of healing that hope and restoration may come in that journey of being restored. So that is what I want to make sure that you understand tonight that we're here every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, that is 8 o'clock on the central time zone, that is uh, 7 o'clock in the uh, mountain time zone, and, of course, it is 6 o'clock for those of you there on the uh, Pacific Coast there, and we are so glad to have you each and every time. So I want you to make sure that you call a friend, call a neighbor, text them, let them know that we are on the air tonight. That is Destiny by Choice. Um, uh, we are here tonight with our Hope and Healing a journey to wholeness, and we're here tonight, and you heard me mention Destiny by Choice, and uh, because Destiny by Choice is part of who we are. Destiny by Choice is our organization, our parent organization that addresses the issues of domestic violence, the impact of domestic violence, and those who have suffered at the hand of these violent acts. And so tonight I want you to make sure that you will call a friend, call a neighbor, and you let them know that we're on the airway, and we're here designed with the platform to help empower, to educate, and to find our way to navigate even the system. If you desire to call in, you may have a question or comment, you simply can call area code 323-784-9638, and you desire to speak, just simply hit the number one on the keypad. That lets our engineer know that you desire to speak, and our engineer at that point will let us know, and we will get you on the air. Now, you don't have to uh, give your name. You don't have to do any of that. You just simply have to uh, call in if you have a question or comment you can do so it matters not what it's about every monday night is really open lines but tonight we've chosen to deal with the tragedy and that's the tragedy that so many families suffer at the hand of a perpetrator of domestic violence and it has so many different dynamics because in so many ways we know that individual we know that he's been around our people he's been around our family he's part of the family for heaven's sake in some cases he's the mother or he's the father of your children in other cases he's your husband or your boyfriend and then in some cases he may even be she may even be the mother of your children and either way that it goes we understand there's a tragedy that happens when when it comes to domestic violence and when domestic violence hit it affects us in every way for those that have been fortunate enough to get out of abusive relationship for those that have been fortunate enough to escape the horrors of domestic violence only you could tell the story of the pain and entrapment that you have felt but yet it's still your pain could become somebody else's passport to liberty and to power because oftentimes for those that are in it currently, they don't feel that there is a way out. They do feel trapped. They feel that there's no help for them. And only through your testimony, your testimony encourages them. Your testimony allows them to know that it's not over yet. Your testimony allows them to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that is what is so important inside of the work that we do. And I want to encourage you tonight to, whatever you do, continue to lift up, uh, to lift your voice. 
and let those around you know that there is no excuse for domestic violence. So tonight, I want you that are listening tonight that maybe perhaps you're following social media, and I want to tell you about some very important uh, social media pages. We have a few pages on Facebook. As a matter of fact, one of our chief pages there is called Domestic Violence. It is your business. In that page there, you can go on. It's a page where not only do we uh, allow posting, we post information, statistic research, we post resources, we, we post stories as it relates to domestic violence and other things, and we also use it as a place to not only uh, reach out to you and give you information, but a place that you can find a lot of the warning signs and things that you need to get out or to help someone get out. Our other page there on Facebook is our uh, page that we call the Inspirational Page, and that is our Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Now, the reason you want to go there because it is just the opposite. It is a page of hope. It is a page of inspiration. It is a page that will lift your spirit. It's a page that is filled with inspiration, filled with people uh, exchanging the praises unto God, filled with people oftentimes sharing music that would uplift you, sharing testimonies and stories. And you want to be able to be a part of that. It is a drama-free social media, and you can be a part of that. And there is a membership. Once you get on that page, there there is certain criteria there that relates to that page because we try to keep it drama-free. It's not a page that is meant for a bunch of advertising and things of that nature, but it's a place meant to engage you inside of a safe environment. We have every morning, we have what we call our daily roll call. Our daily roll call just simply means that when one gets up in the morning and they stop by the room there, we call it the room there, Destiny by Choice 2, that you simply greet your brothers and sisters that are there. You may greet them with a hello, but you may greet them with a praise. You may greet them with this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. But whatever you do, greet. And it's a powerful page. Not only do we have that, we also have what we call our daily bread. Our daily bread is, a, is an opportunity not only to share Scripture, but our opportunity to answer and respond to Scripture there uh, on the page. It's constantly going, and uh, uh, it has gone so well. And then we have another page there that we deal with, is, and that is our Bible Trivia Challenge. And this is an opportunity to not only get you to study the Bible, but to get you to indulge in the Bible. And there's always someone that's willing to go with you and be there with you and, and discuss the Scripture there, and, uh, and it's something we're proud of. And then we, we recently added, we also have our shout-out Saturdays on that page. And shout-out Saturdays is designed, it is that one time that on Saturdays you get a chance to give a shout-out. Maybe a shout-out to your church, a shout-out to your organization, a shout-out to an event or program that may be happening in your area. And then we have Throwback Thursday. Now, Throwback Thursday is not much different from many other throwbacks. It's that time for you to go down what I call the vault, the vault of a time and discover some things that uh, you had before, oftentimes posting pictures, posting events of, of yesterday. And uh, listen, if you go back to a throwback, just make sure it's not so throwback that we want to throw it back, okay? But uh, <laughs> it's an awesome opportunity to share. And oftentimes it's a good way to gauge or wherever you come. But that is how you can reach us on so many of our social media pages. And as always, I'm so grateful to every one of our social media uh, uh, partners and for everyone that is a member of Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. But I have to give a shout-out to none other than Indy Harlem. Uh, because she is the person who manages each of those pages. She makes sure that the page is real. She keeps it relevant. And even as we're on the air now, you will notice that she will keep it relevant inside of what we're doing. So I want to give a special shout-out to her on tonight. And for those of you that are listening, it's open line. We're opening the line right now, and we want to talk about this tragedy. How do we overcome? What do you do? Have any of you that are listening today, perhaps, unfortunately, hopefully not, perhaps you 
or a loved one, a family member, a friend of someone who lost their life to domestic violence. Tonight we want to talk about how does that impact that family? How does it impact that relationship, that community? How did you get over it? How did how do we move to healing as a as a people and as a community? That is the subject tonight because I want you to think along these lines. We can talk about death and everybody's going to die one day and we all know that. But don't tell me that there is not a significant difference in the way that a person dies. See, it's interesting how the human mind is so is so uh brilliant. In other words, if there's a person 97, 98 years old, we make concession. We make concession when they pass. What we say is that, wow, they live a good, full, long life. And so there's an expectancy of death. When a person may be sick, stricken with a disease or cancer or whatever, you know, even inside of that, we make a concession in our mind and we're prepared for their death. We somewhat prepare mentally. But what happens when there's tragedy that happens? When that very person that you just spoke to this morning or just saw two hours ago, whose lives are taken due to ceaseless, ceaseless violence, such as domestic violence, what do we do? What happens when they've gone too soon, when they've gone without saying goodbye, when they, when, they, when they woke up that morning having no idea that it would be their last few hours on earth? How does that impact us? How does it impact you? Perhaps you are aunt or a caregiver or a friend of someone who is uh, who has lost an uh, individual loved one due to domestic violence. Have you thought about the impact that it has on children? In my lifetime, and dealing with this issue, I've seen it. It is not a good thing. It is not a pretty picture. It leaves a void that oftentimes cannot be filled. What happens to the child who now grows up without their mother or without their father? What happens to the mother who now has buried their daughter or the father who's buried their daughter or son? These are issues that we have to deal with, and yet it's still in our community. There are things that we just simply don't want to talk about. See, I believe that beyond wearing a shirt and getting a shirt made up after the funeral or doing a funeral and rest in peace and all those nice shirts, and I understand uh, the attachment to that, I think that we have to look for other ways to heal. I think we have to look at the fact of what can we do to move on and to heal. How do we make the death of that individual? How do we make it count? How do we then use their death as a platform to bring healing, to bring empowerment, to bring education, to bring wholeness to a community and to others? That is what I'm talking about. And so I'm talking about something that may be therapeutic for one, but something that may be totally healing and empowering for another. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. And so if you'd like to comment, you have a question or comment, or uh, you'd like to just uh, speak to this subject or any other subject, area code 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us. Simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you desire to be on the air. We'll get you in on the air. Remember, you don't have to call your name. You don't have to give your name or information. Just simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll get you in right away. Now, listen, I'm going to go right here to the break. And right after the break, we want to take your calls. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. This is your host, J.R. Thickman, and I'll see you right after this break. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. 
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. That's 8 o'clock Central, 7 time on the Mountain Time Zone, and that is 6 o'clock for those that are in the Pacific Time Zone. And if you're anywhere else in the world, hey, you'll find us. Now, let me tell you something about our broadcast, that this broadcast can always, you can always go back to the website, www.soulofamericaradio.com. Um, go to the tab that says Hope and Healing, and any show that you've ever that we've ever done, you can go back and find it there in the archives. You can go back and listen, and you can even share that show with someone else. You can email it, you can send it, you can put a ticket on podcast, whatever. But it's a way to continue to empower individuals. So we're back off the break now. Before the break, we talked about the tragedy of domestic violence. It harms so many people, and how the loss is so tragic. How we see uh, oftentimes grandmothers having to raise their grandchildren because their their daughters or their sons were murdered at the hand of domestic violence. We've seen sisters have to raise their sisters' children or their brothers' children due to the tragic death 
that have occurred at the hand of a perpetrator in domestic violence. We've seen children oftentimes being bounced in the system because they've lost both parents inside of domestic violence. And even more tragic when we see what we call formalicides that happen inside of families where the perpetrator not only takes out the life of the individual, uh, the initial individual, but they also take out the life of everyone else in the family, including themselves. These are horrors and tragedies that happen all too often. And I'm here to tell you that they even happen inside of the black community, the African-American community at a rate. And we simply just continue to bury people. We very seldom talk about the subject. We very seldom will answer the call and talk about the tragic impact of it, how we go along and we, we get in our shell. We never talk about these things. It's interesting to me that we can put a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of donation, a lot of attention to so many other things. You know, but there's something about the issue of domestic violence that we feel we, we, we seem to shy away from or shun from. It's interesting. And listen, I'm not comparing one ill to another. And let me make it very clear. Let me make it very clear. This past weekend and throughout the year, there's always the Relay for Life runs, and there are so many runs and walks and cancer walks and runs that raise money and bring attention to breast cancer awareness, and I'm all for it. My mother uh, was a survivor of breast cancer when she lived, and I, and I know I've had other individuals I know that have been survivors of breast cancer, so I totally support breast cancer. But what I'm saying to you and what I share so often is why is it that we don't take that same type of initiative and that same type of passion and drive goes, uh, why don't we put that toward the issue of domestic violence that is so predictable, that affects so many people in our lives and affect the community at large? And think about it. Just like breast cancer is not necessarily something that you can pass down to another, although some might argue that sometimes hereditarily that if there's been cancer, uh, breast cancer in the family, it tends to uh, be more probable. The reality is that we do know that when uh, when children grow up in domestic violence, abusive home, they're more likely to become abusers or victims later on in life. So the chances are definitely uh, the chances are definitely increased uh, when that has happened. So when we look at it in totality. The reality is is that a child growing up in an abusive home may be simply being trained to be the next victim or the next perpetrator. And so how do we why don't we as a people come together and break that cycle? Why is it that we don't want to really address that issue and talk about it? Is it because of the fact we feel too close to the subject matter? Is it because of the fact we tend to minimize the abuse and what is happening? Is it the fact that we continue to say things like, Well, it's not like he hit me every day? Or we say things like, Well, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. Well, I'm quite sure that the goal and objective is not that this person achieve perfect attendance inside of abusing, but the goal and objective is that this person would not abuse in any way, never, not physically, not mentally, not sexually, not emotionally, like not spiritually, and I'm quite sure that is the goal. But we tend to reason and rationalize, and we begin to discount the impact of domestic violence. We reduce it to the fact of being a lover's quarrel. We reduce it to the fact that we rationalize and say, well, if she just would have done that, this would have happened. If she just would keep her mouth closed, that wouldn't have happened, or she just would give it up, it wouldn't have happened. It's all, all kind of reasons that we come up with to justify our lack of urgency about this uh, situation, this conversation. But the reality is that there is no excuse. And there's no excuse. And let me tell you, the only thing worse, the only thing worse than us being a part of the domestic violence and the part of that was uh, of, of the offense is our silence. Understand, in the long run, 
It is not the voices of your enemies that are going to, uh, uh, that's going to be remembered. It's going to be the silence of your friends that will be remembered. It's not the voices of your enemies that are going to be remembered when it comes to the issue of domestic violence. It's going to be the noticeable, loud sound of the silence of your friend who stood around, who was bystanders, who said nothing, who did nothing, who encouraged nothing, who did not intervene. Listen, I hope that you're not one of those today. I hope that you've made up in your mind that you can do something about it. I hope that you realize that when you talk about every 12 seconds in this country, a female is battered in a domestic violence situation. Every six hours, a female dies directly related to domestic violence. And that there is no discrimination, age, gender, sexual orientation, or faith. It doesn't matter whether you're shouting in the church on Sunday or whether or not you're clubbing on Saturday. The reality is that this is a real issue. And we're seeing it happen. And what we're finding more and more that even the age that age group of those that are involved in domestic violence is even getting younger. We're seeing even younger. As a matter of fact, you have to understand the most gravest time and the most time of the most, uh, the time of the most accelerated uh, 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 violation of domestic violence actually happened between the ages of 15 and 44. A woman between the ages of 15 and 44. That is the time that she sees domestic violence that is very prevalent in her life. Now, if you look at that time span between 15 and 44, that encompasses so many critical times and critical junctures of that individual's life. The reality is, is should anyone live up under this type of fear, a horror? Should anyone live up under this type of pain? And I say no. And I say that I need your help, and your, and your neighbors need your help, your families need your help. I need your help in helping us to break the silence about domestic violence. I need your help to help us break it, the silence. I need your help to point to a greater way. I need your help in teaching our young men and our sons that there is no excuse for abuse and that degradation of women and putting down their partners and, 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 and violence is not acceptable. I need every man to stand up and say, I am a man, and that real men will never lift a hand, not toward their spouse, not toward their daughters, not toward their friends, not toward their son. They will not lift a hand toward them. But we must take our hands and let them be instruments of peace rather than uh, a tool of war. We must take our mouths and let it be a place of comfort and love rather than a place of torment and hate. We must not allow hatred to spill out of our mouth, that we say things that are so demoralizing and so uh, degradating to one another that it destroys not only our, our, our spirit, but it destroys our soul. Erico 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us tonight. That's how you join us. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is J.R. Bickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. Simply hit number one on your keypad if you have a question, comment, or you desire uh, to take part in the show. I'd love to hear from you tonight. Join us inside of this discussion. That's right, Erico 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. Just hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so glad uh, to entertain your story. As I look tonight, day, the day being January 27, uh, 2014, it was just about this time a year ago when the tragic, the tragic death happened at the hand of um, uh, the uh, former Kansas City Chief player, uh, Mr. Uh, Javon Belcher. Javon Belcher was a, a player, the defensive player there with the Kansas City Chief. Uh, had a had a beautiful young, I believe, under even uh, under two year old daughter, and Javon unfortunately murdered his fiance. He murdered the mother of his child. Then went on 
back to the stadium in which he had played so much at Arrowhead Stadium there in Kansas City, and he then killed himself. He killed himself right there amongst the place where he normally played and people cheered him on. And I'm saying to you that when we're inside of an abusive relationship, the cloak of secrecy not only harms the victim, but it also harms the perpetrator. And so what I'm saying today is that we have a we we have a we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to one another. We have a responsibility to our children. We have a responsibility to our community. We have a responsibility. And I said it was January, but the reality is is that when I look back on it, it was actually, wow, time has passed, December 1, 2012. That's just how it seems so, so uh, real. It seems so recent because we see so many of these things happen. It was actually in December of 2012 where this was such a tragedy, where uh, Javon Belcher, once again, uh, he was a linebacker with the Kansas City Chief of uh, the NFL. He grew up in uh, West uh, Babylon, New York. Uh, Set out athlete in high school uh, before attending and graduating from the University of Maine. Uh, he was uh, actually a, a considered a, a very uh, smart guy. Uh, he made it. He walked on to the Kansas City Chief. He was not drafted, uh, but he walked on, and he made it as a free agent with the Chief, and he then became a regular starter at the linebacker in 2010. And, uh, folks, this is what I'm saying. There's also some depression and suicidal ideologies that goes along all the time with the issue of domestic violence. And uh, here it is that he died in 2012, and yet it's still his most productive season was actually in 2011. Uh, he killed his 22-year-old girlfriend, uh, Cassandra Perkins, before driving to the chief's training facility and shooting himself in the head with a gun. Now, listen, I'm not here to glorify this, not at all. Because Javon has a parents. He has parents. His parents definitely was heartbroken. His parents definitely was totally devastated at this. But even more so, I want you to hear what I'm saying to you. Inside of all this, I don't want it to get lost at all. The reality is, is that Javon not only took the life of his girlfriend, Cassandra Perkins, who was only 22 years old, but he also left their three-month-old baby, Zoe. Hmm. He left her as an infant, instant orphan to be raised undoubtedly by Cassandra's parents. And you've got to understand, that death affected everyone. Because not only did, did it affect uh, Javon, it affected the whole Kansas City Chief football team. It, it affected the whole Kansas City community and all the communities where Cassandra was from and all those that were connected with them. As a matter of fact, you've got to understand, even the running back with the Kansas City Chiefs, the standout, Jamal Charles, wife was the first cousin of Cassandra Perkins. And it was Jamal who introduced uh, uh, Javon to Cassandra. And this was a very, very big tragedy, folks. It's a tragedy that I'm not sure that uh, many people understand the dynamics, how far-reaching it is. And that is the thing I'm saying tonight. What do we do? How do we how do we heal? How do we how do we make these tragedies stand for something? 
I'd like to hear your opinion tonight. Eric code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. Just simply hit one on your keypad. Love to have you on tonight. I want your opinion. I want to hear your feedback. If you have a story to share, maybe you know someone, a friend, a loved one, a neighbor, a cousin, a classmate may have died tragedy as a result of domestic violence. I need to hear from you tonight. Simply hit the number one on your keypad. Uh, you're out there. I know that you're there. I see you out there on the board. Those of you that are listening by way of the Internet, you're there tonight. Perhaps uh, you might not want to call in, but maybe you have a question or comment. You can send it to me at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you can reach us tonight. I would love to hear from you tonight. I'm checking even our our mail now to see whether or not I've received uh, anything from any of you that are listening to us tonight. It is so important. I invite your comment. I invite I invite your uh, your part tonight because you and I are the ones that must make a difference. You and I you and I must be the ones that makes a difference. I can recall here just a few years ago, inside of working with a family, unfortunately, the mother lost her daughter and her granddaughter in the tragic of domestic violence. And though the grandmother and grandfather lived here in, uh, in South Florida and West Palm Beach in Palm Beach County, the daughter and her husband and granddaughter lived in Broward County. Daughter, granddaughter, just turning 13 years old, less than two weeks before her father took her life. The abuse, oftentimes people think that oh, it'll just go away. Or they ignore it, but they don't recognize that it's escalating that it's escalating more and more. And the reality is, it's the fact that it escalated. And though this individual had been abusive before, what would happen next, not even, not even the wife could expect it. And when it did happen, it was a tragedy because she had just spoken to her mother and her, uh, her mother and her stepfather earlier that day saying that she really needed to get away from there. And as she really was trying to do just that, it was her husband that barricaded her inside of the house, inside of the room. It was her husband that barricaded her and barricaded their daughter, held them at gunpoint. Now, could you imagine taking a loaded gun, shooting and killing the wife, and then taking his own daughter, standing with her in front of him, takes the gun barrel, points it downward in the top of her head only to blow her brains out and then he killed himself. See, that young girl belonged to a church community down in Broward County. She was active inside of the church. She was active inside of the uh, praise team and drama. She was honor roll student at her school. She was ambitious. She was featured in the local paper. And all those things were happening. But anyone ever recognize the horror that she was living in? Did anyone ever think once what was her life and what was her world like? Did anyone ever think for one moment that she would no longer be amongst them? See, her death, her death affected many. Her death not only affected many, but her death also left an empty spot at her school. Her death left an empty chair at her desk. Her death left the empty spot on the praise team of her church. Her death was tragic. And it was tragic because of the fact no one saw it coming. No one expects a child 
to die such a violent death. No one expects a child to die that type of a death. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. I invite your comments and your questions. Simply hit number one on your on your keypad, on your phone, and that lets our producer know that you'd like to have a question and a comment. So I invite you tonight. Uh, that's how you get in. Hit the number one on your keypad after you've dialed. Area code 323-784-9638. This is J.R. Ficklin, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Now, as we continue on in this conversation, what I'm simply saying to you, these are tragedies that happen. We see them happen. We feel awkward when there's our neighbor, our friend, our boy, our girl, you know, uh, uh, our friend. We, we feel awkward when, when there's a domestic dispute, there's abuse and violence that are going on. We feel awkward. We don't know how to address it. We refuse to address it. We, we, we turn our heads and we say it's a shame, but we feel helpless in what to do. There are people that are silent about it because they say, I don't want to get involved. But the reality is not to get involved could be helping to sign a death warrant to someone. It could tragically change your lives forever. These are things that we must talk about. These are the issues that we must talk about. And it happens. People are being abused from every walk of life, in the church, out of the church, in the school, out of the school, professional, non-professional, street, it doesn't matter. We see it happening all the time. The problem is, is when our institutions of, and our pillars of society remain silent about a subject matter, and we must understand our passion for this and our, and, our, and our dedication to eradicating this must go beyond the month of October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We have to say no to domestic violence 24-7. We must understand that we can never allow ourselves to stoop so low mm, that, that we would hate a man. That is a paraphrase of what Dr. King said. Never allow a man to cause you to stoop so low that you would hate him. But oh man, oh no man, nothing but to love them. And that is our challenge tonight. That is our challenge to you tonight. I want to hear from you tonight. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That will get you in. Simply hit the number one on your keypad. Hit the number one. There you go. Go come on. Hit the number one. And we'll get you on the air. You don't have to give your name. I won't give your name. Just simply your question, your comment. Because I believe that you have something to say. I believe today that it takes a community engaged. I think that we have to talk about it. We talk about so many things there and how we're able to go on the next day, though someone was killed, someone was injured, someone was maimed, somebody is in the hospital, even right now, inflicted gunshot wounds, inflicted stab wounds that, they've, that, they've, that, that they have gotten at the hand of someone who's had tried to take in their life, who has tried to take their life, the same individual who said, I love you. This is a tragedy, people. Do you understand right here in the state of Florida, just about two years ago, three years ago, that we had over 212 domestic violence homicides, meaning people was killed by people that once said, I love you. Do we understand the significance of that? Do we understand how that have impacted our society in a way that we could never, never imagine? It is, it's affected our children in school. It affects what's happening around them. It does. Listen, I told you about the tragedy that happened in, in West Palm Beach. The first day of the new year in Palm Beach County, the first day of the new year, before the, before the new year could get 12 hours in, we had a domestic violence tragedy that occurred. The same thing happened in Orange County. 
And what I wasn't aware of until most recently, that even in Jacksonville, the exact same thing was happening, folks. May I submit to you, it was a spirit of murder and violence that is going on. A spirit of murder and violence that is going on that is prevalent like we've never seen it before. And the reality is, is that what are you going to do about it? Your silence perpetuates the violence. Your silence perpetuates the violence. Once again, I say to you, when it's all said and done, it won't be it won't be the loudness of the voice of your enemy that people will remember, but they will remember the silence of your friends. Your friends that remained silent, didn't say anything, didn't do anything, did not sound the alarm, refused to donate to organizations that address the issue, refused to march, oh, that's not my cup of tea, refused to speak out, well, that's not my business, refused to stand up, saying that, you know, I'm not getting involved. For every one of those reasons, had those reasons and excuses been used when it came to the Civil Rights Movement, when the Voting Rights Act, imagine this, we wouldn't be voting. We wouldn't be able to do any of the things that we do. And I say to you today that you and I owe it. We owe it to the next generation to pay it forward. We owe it to the next generation to do the right thing. We owe it to one another. And that is what's so important inside of this. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin, and you're in tune to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. That's right. Every Monday night right here on the Soul of America Radio Network, you can find us here as we address this issue, this very serious issue about uh, domestic violence, abuse, abandonment, loss, grief. All of those things are reality. Every one of those issues are things that affect us. We can't get around it. We can't say it doesn't affect me. We can't say that I'm not, I'm not the one. We cannot say that, hey, why should it matter? Because you and I know why it should matter. It should matter because the fact our lives are at stake. It should matter because our children's lives are at stake. It should matter. And you and I must do what we have to do to make a difference here. So listen, area code 323 that's how you reach us. Simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to get in, and we'll get you in right after this commercial break. Stay tuned. I have some important news right after the break. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin. This is Hope and Healing, and I'll see you right on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor.
323-784-9638. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. I'm going to light 
anyone hitting on me. For that child is a reality. See, that child who watched as the abuse is going on, for that child who sees the abuse occurring in their lives. And the thing that confuses that child is the fact that after the abuse have occurred, that somehow or another, mommy and dad or mom's boyfriend or whoever he, he may be, they disappear in the, in, in the uh, proverbial bedroom. And they disappear for a period of time. And then they come back. And when they come back, guess what? Nothing. Everything seemed like it was all right. And that happens over a period of time, over and over again. And as that happens over a period of time, you know what happens? The kid begins to internalize that this is normal behavior. This is part of the this is part of the script, okay? Part of the script is that they get mad, they fuss, they fight, he beats her up, they disappear in the bedroom, she comes back out and just go back to cooking breakfast or dinner, lunch or whatever, as if nothing happened. And they begin to internalize that this is what a normal relationship looked like. See, the reality is, is folks, that we are responsible. We're responsible for, for how our children see the world, how, what is the perception of it. See, domestic violence, you can't get out of an abusive relationship if you're simply just waiting to fall out of love with the person. See, that, that is one of the things that keep people in, in, inside of it. I, I've dealt too many times with victims, and they say, but I still love him. I still love him. Yes, I do. And I'm not doubting that. Listen, in the words of Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? See, when an individual doesn't love themselves, they're incapable of loving you. When an individual refuses to honor himself, he is incapable of honoring you. When an individual continues to take their time to minimize you, to degradate you, to pull you down, to isolate you and alienate you, they have no idea of what real intimacy is. You've got to understand, intimacy is not sex. Sex is not intimacy. We make it that. Understand something. Intimacy occurs even without sex. Intimacy occurs without a sexual act being committed. And yet it's still sexual acts can be committed without intimacy. I hope you got that one. Because understand, the reality is, is that if you're waiting to fall out of, a, out of love with an abuser, you might not ever get out of it. Because we tend to love people for many different things. We love for many different reasons. Sometimes we hope against hope. We still remember how they were at the beginning. We remember how sweet they were, how romantic they were, how thoughtful they were. We remember those things. And then not only that, some of us are holding on to promises because they promised they were going to get me a car. They promised they were going to do this. They promised that we were going to get a house. They promised these things. And so we try to endure it. We try to do everything right. We try to dot every I, cross every T, make sure we don't upset them, make sure that the that the uh, call is not too cold, that the bread is not too soft, that the eggs are not too burnt. We try to do all those things thinking that it will, if I just did them all right, then the abuse would go away. If I just did the right thing, the abuse would go away. If I made the coffee exactly right, if I fixed this favorite dinner exactly the way it should be, then everything would be all right. But the reality is, is folks, that we recognize that it's not all right. We understand that it doesn't have anything with how well do with how well you do anything. But it has everything to do with the individual's need, that individual need to control you. That individual need to control you, to beat you down. That's what it has to do with it. Beating you down. And remember what I said to you. Verbal abuse can be just as damaging and devastating as physical abuse. 
Because long before he beat you up, he beat you down with his words. Long before you were ever beat up, you were beat down with the words and the assault. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin, and we're on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I would love to hear from you tonight. If you have a question and a comment, you don't have to give your name. Just simply dial area code 323-784-9638 and hit the number one afterwards on your keypad. What do I mean? Hit the number one, and that will let our producer know that you like to come on the air, and we'll get you on the airway tonight. Listen. I need to hear from you tonight. You're listening. The boards are full. I see people. I know that you're there. Uh, but I want you to please, I want you to call in. I need your opinion. Someone that's listening that needs to hear from you tonight. Perhaps you have a question or comment. Uh, and so I invite you. I invite you to come. Erico Erico 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us tonight. And uh I want to welcome you to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and this is your host, J.R. Thicklin. Now, as we listen to this, I want us to step into another dimension. As I'm waiting on your calls, I'm waiting on your calls even now. Now, I don't know what happened. Um, it's interesting tonight because uh, generally even on our Facebook um, uh, type of thing uh, there, we're able to sit out and make our uh, those know that we're on the air, and uh, uh, for the first half of the show up until now, uh, that particular part of the studio was not even open. Now that it is, we probably will see even more traffic coming in from the uh, social media network. But I want you tonight to hear this. This is so important. When we remain silent, when we ourselves lack self-esteem or self-worth, It only works against us because the perpetrator of abuse senses your weakness. He senses it and he takes advantage of it. But you must value yourself. You must understand that you have value, you have worth. And your value and worth does not have anything to do with your size, has nothing to do with your skin color, has nothing to do with your figure, has nothing to do with any of those things. In a day and time where people are losing it, folks, because they're trying to fit in, people have dropped standards because, in fact, it, 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 it gets them attention. But the reality is what type of attention does it really get you? Does it get you positive attention that affirms who you are? Or does it get you the type of attention that reduces you to being an object, that reduces you to just being a sexual symbol? Because, see, real love is more than that. And so tonight, as you're listening, area code 323, 784-9638. That is how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. Hit the number one on your keypad if you'd like to have a question and or comment. If you'd like to comment, we'll like to have you tonight. Hit number one on your keypad. Our producers are waiting on you. Hit number one, and we'll get you on the air. Now, don't everyone hit one at the same time. Uh, apparently, everyone is waiting on someone else to do it. There is definitely uh, uh, several calls that are on the line that are, uh, inside of the studio. And um, But I would love to hear you have your opinion because I think it makes a difference. I'd like to hear from you if you're listening tonight. Those of you that are listening, perhaps you yourself, perhaps you're a survivor of domestic violence, perhaps you've gone through it. Listen, your wealth, your knowledge, and your experience can make the difference in somebody's life. Tonight, I invite you to share. You don't have to give your name, but I would love for you to share your story, your dynamics. Uh, I want you to understand 
that your story could make a difference, could make a difference in a great way. So area code 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us. That is where you'll find us tonight. Now listen, I want you to know something. Just the other day, as I was dealing with a class out in the western part of the community here in South Florida, and I was dealing with the class, and there I was teaching young men. These were young men, ages 19 all the way down to 16. And as we were talking about this issue of domestic violence and what relationship looked like and healthy relationship and what was unhealthy and, and what was our role, what is our role? What is our role when we see someone in a domestic violence situation or whatever? And as I was asking that question, I was totally surprised to hear the response of some of the young men. One particular young man told me that it wasn't his business. And I asked him the question, if it was your sister that was being abused by that individual that was right there with you, that was your friend, what would you do? And to hear that individual say, I would do nothing. I would do nothing because, in fact, she should be more careful and she she ought to know who she's dating. I was blown away by the response. But if that wasn't enough, the consensus was actually fairly equal because as I talked to other young men, they also saw no need to intervene. They felt that that was the responsibility of the, of the female, that she should have known what she was getting into. Well, let me tell you something. There's no bigger masquerade than a perpetrator who tries to hide who they really are. And so you have to understand you have to know what dynamics to look for when a, uh, in a, inside of a person's life who may be abusive. If you just meet them, are they pushing for quick involvement? Are they saying, I love you, and you've not even got past the first week? Is this a person who wants to hurry up and make quick decisions, decisions that have more of a permanent type of ramification? Is this an individual that loves putting you down, isolating your time, always wants you near them and under them? It starts off first as a, some type of endearment in terms of endearment. And they sing songs like, the closer I get to you, the more you make me feel. And they want you to be close and under them all the time. Now, see, it depends once again on your self-esteem. It depends on what you are devoid of. If you're one who's saying that you feel empty, you feel lonely, you feel like you need someone, and though those words coming from that individual may sound great to you. It may be just what the doctor ordered. But if you're in a healthy relationship, but if you have a healthy self-esteem about yourself, you will address and you will be able to see that this individual is isolating you. This individual is isolating you from family and friends. They are already limiting your, limiting your participation in your activities. And they say things like, let us spend time together, and they isolate you. But the reality is, is the fact that you have to understand behavior that goes beyond that, where it becomes controlling, where they tell you every single thing to do, where now they're setting curfews for you and what you can say, what you can do, who you can talk to, who you can't. These are realities. They happen. How about the individual who always have to make the decisions, the final decisions? See, sometimes it's a subtle way that domestic violence creep in. Not that it's not there all along, but do we recognize the warning signs? Do we recognize what is really taking place? 
That is what's so important. Eric Hale, 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickman, and we're coming up on the top of the hour. And as we're coming up on the top of the hour, we are going to give about 15 more minutes inside of the show on tonight, unless I hear from you tonight. I would love to hear from you. Uh, so many of you there are listening on the line. I would love to hear from you tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. Now, listen, if you're listening by way of Internet and you'd like to have a question and a comment, simply dial in, area code 323-784-9638, and then hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to get on, and you'll let them know, and they'll let me know, and we'll get you on. We don't have to have your name. You don't have to tell us who you are, but simply share with us your story. That's it, area code 323-784-9638, and I'll talk to you right on the other side of the break. This is our final break of the night, folks. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and with your host, J.R. Thickland. I'll see you on the other side. The break. I'm so very glad that you join us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday night, 9 o'clock 
p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 o'clock on the Central Time Zone. That's 7 o'clock for those of you in the Mountain Time Zone. And for you that are on the West Coast, that's 6 o'clock. But you find us here each and every Monday night. Uh, Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. It's a platform. It's a platform that allows the dialogue to engage in a conversation around loss, abandonment, rejection, you know, around the issue of domestic violence, spiritual abuse, child abuse, and so many other errors and so many social ills of our society. But not just those things, but how do we deal with loss and grief and hurt and pain, rejection, abandonment, when we feel that someone betrayed us or lost us and it hurts us deeply? How do we move on beyond that? Hopefully something that we say or discuss, something that our guests will say or discuss, will bring that sense of hope and healing to each and every one of you. Because people... The journey must begin, and we must get to that place of hope and that place of healing. Eric, go three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is the number that you can reach us, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here on this Monday night. If you have a question and or comment tonight, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That'll let our producer know that you're here and that you want to get on the air, and we'll get you right on. Now, you're listening there. So perhaps you have a story to share today. Maybe you have a story to share, unfortunately, the tragic death of a loved one, a classmate, a sister, a brother, a neighbor, um, someone that you know that have suffered at the hands of the issue of domestic violence. And I would love to have you to share, you know, some of those initial steps that one have taken in order to move beyond this, in order to not allow their memory to be in vain, but to move beyond this and, and allow it to become a a tribute uh, to their lives, of your, the, the lives of the loved one that was lost. So that's how you reach us. I'd love to have you as a guest. Eric code 323-784-9638. That is how you do it. Just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you desire to be on the air, and we would love to have you. Uh, we're going to be here uh, maybe 11 more minutes. We'll have a tonight's show that we'll do so tonight. I'd love to hear from you tonight because I think your opinion matters. I think the fact that you you uh, can talk about the reality and the real feeling, the feeling thread, the feeling of feeling that uh, there is no tomorrow, or the feeling of, of rejection, hurt, and loss, I think those things are real. For the person who may be currently still in an abusive relationship, I want you to know there's hope. There's hope. If you're listening tonight, uh, the national hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. That is the number that you can reach there anytime. That's 24-hour. That's a national hotline number, 1-800. Okay? And we're going to go to the air. We have a call on the air. I'm so glad uh, that you've joined us tonight. Uh, number ended at 9756. Thank you so very much for joining us tonight. You're on the air. Hope and healing. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to have you with us tonight. Yes. Yes. I'm calling from Alabama. And um, I was more so, I guess, calling in reference about um, grief and just kind of need a little prayer for a relative of mine that just kind of feel lonesome and lonely. Her husband had passed, and she got diagnosed with cancer and never had been sick, but always had, you know, her husband to be sick and go through a lot of illness. And it's almost to the point where, you know, she just, you know, feel lonely and scared and don't really know what to do. So she started, you know, um, 
being malnourished and not really taking care of herself and, you know, ended up going in a little um, deep sleep coma and, you know, was found um, on the floor and not eating right and in her um, diabetes, you know, dropped very low in numbers and they had to bring her back and, um, you know, just needed a little prayer and uplifting. Um, She just was kind of going through that grief and loneliness and, you know, sometimes people go through things and they're close to you, but you don't have a clue of, you know, exactly what they're going through. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I Mm -hmm. really thank you for that. We're going to pray for it in just a second. Let, Let me use that as a very important point. You know, when you talked about the fact of this family member who lost a loved one, and from the loss of that loved one, the grief that they went through, that caused them to worry, and oftentimes, uh, and that's what I want to bring up, because here is something, when we deal with the psychology of loss and the psychology of losing someone as close to us, we have to understand that it, it, it can impact us in a great way. See, a lot of times things have to do with longevity. How long have I been with this person? How long this person, or how close this person was with me? And when we lose them, and oftentimes that spot, that place where that person occupied is gone, and there's a big void and a big hole there. For some, it's hard to get over, and to the point that we worry. And here's the thing about it. Worry is one of those secret things. Sometimes people can worry internally. They're not always the worry warts. See, some people, when they worry, they're busy. They just go out worrying. They can't keep still. They just keep going on and back and forth. You know, their hands are moving 100 miles an hour. But that's only one type of person. The other type of person oftentimes enter into what we call almost a mild depression. They start becoming depressed inside, and they begin to wonder, and they think so far ahead about the future and what has happened, that loss, and they become worried. And when they start worrying, they don't eat, and when they don't eat, their body begins to respond. Because you have to understand that our bodies respond to grief. Our bodies respond to loss. Our bodies respond to trauma, and it does. And so it is inside of this that it it affects every part of our organs, every part of our body. Not only does it affect us mentally and emotionally, it affects us uh, uh, also physically. It affects us spiritually. And we have to understand that when these things happen, and this is one of the reasons we have the show, is that we have to be, be cognizant. We have to recognize it. We have to recognize it. The one thing that we can never afford to tell anyone who has lost anyone, loved one, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it was six months ago or six days ago or six years ago. The reality is that we all grieve differently. And we all go through that process differently. And so when we see that type of loss, we have to, the one thing that we can do is to offer and extend our presence, our presence, our presence oftentimes in the room, our presence oftentimes just picking up the phone and calling. That doesn't mean that you're going to engage in a full-fledged conversation that's going to last an hour. But what it does mean is that in that, in that moment that you're there and that you're speaking, that is a critical and a pivotal moment. And that's what we have to be about if we're going to see the cycle of healing, everything. Carla, I, I do want to pray for, for this family member. If you just give the first name of them because I want to pray for them tonight. And those of you that are listening, and I want you to know that these are the things that happens on this show. Yes, this show, as much as it's talk show platform and, and those same things, definitely we will pray and we will come together in agreement for your situation and for what's happening inside of it. So, caller, I want to pray for mm-hmm. you. Give me the first name, and I want us all to pray. Severa. Say that again. Severa. Severa. 
And so let's let's yeah. we're, we're going to pray. Father, we thank you tonight because Lord, we know that you are God and you're omniscient. You know all things. You're all powerful. You're omnipotent. Therefore, you you got you have all power and strength. You're Elohim. You're the Almighty God. You you Lord God are the God that Lord that is able to heal us because your name is Jehovah Rapha. You're the God that heals us of every infirmity, every sickness, and every disease. And Lord God, as, even as we come tonight, and Lord, we come in agreement, Lord God, with our call tonight about her family member, Shazira, Lord. We, we lift her up before you tonight because, because we know that you're able to. And, Lord God, even inside of the grief, inside of the complications that have happened as a result, God, we are asking now that you would still intervene on her behalf, that you would reach down and that you would touch her now, God, because your word declared that if we cast our cares on you because you care, God. And even now, we lift her up before you, and we ask that you would touch her, that you would touch her mind, body, spirit, or soul, God. We pray today, God, that even now that your ministering angels would minister to her, that, Lord God, they would minister strength, they would minister hope and encouragement to her. And, God, even for the family members of Shazira, that, that, that we lift them up, God, those that are trying to figure out, those that are saying we don't know why, those that are saying, God, why did they have to come to this? God, we ask that you would prove yourself strong. Wrap your arms around them, God. We decree health and we decree soundness. We decree hope over their lives in the name of Jesus. And God, even now, God, as we as we dispatch your angelic hosts around them, we thank you for your hedge of protection today. And we speak life, God, into our life. We speak life. We speak life there in that emergency room. We speak life there in that hospital. We speak life, and we decree that she shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And we decree that it is so. We place our faith in agreement with your word and with one another, and we say it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Call Thank our you team. so much. We're looking for an update. We know that, that there's power in prayer and there's no distance time nor space in the spirit. So we believe God, and I thank you for even calling and sharing, because even today, somebody even listening are dealing with issues of depressions and bout of depressions and, and the serious and the serious impact of loss and the feeling isolated and feeling alone. See, those are feelings that happens to us. But we have to understand that we can come out of that and we cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And we look to him and ask him to fulfill us with his love and his guidance. And those things are critical even in this hour. So I really I really tonight ask that we continue to pray that we continue to look to God and uh, continue to have hope inside of this situation. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Uh, we're right here on the break of getting ready to to sign off in a minute. But if you're there tonight, if you desire uh, even prayer, if you desire to have a question and or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad if you're calling in, and we will make sure that we get you on the air before we close. So Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how we do it, right here each and every Monday night on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. As I wait your phone call, if you hit number one on the keypad, we'll get you on the airway. And if not, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to take care of yourself. We want to encourage you to understand this, that God wants to heal you, that you don't have to stay in the state that you're in, that you don't have to remain in that place of, of, of down or that place of loneliness. But God can lift you up and he can heal you everywhere you hurt. And he can touch you. He can deliver you right where you are. And that's what I want to offer to you tonight. I want to offer that to you tonight. 
And I want you to know tonight, if you're listening, perhaps you're standing in the gap for someone. Perhaps your prayers go out to someone that is hurting. Perhaps it's a friend. Perhaps it's a family member. Perhaps it's a neighbor. Perhaps it's someone that you just met today as you've gone about your business. But whatever, whenever it is, God is there with you. And so I say to you tonight, as you move forward, to understand that you can take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. But most of all, you can lay yourself at the feet of God. And as we get ready to sign off, I we want to say, as you stick it to the king, know that you're not alone and that there's strength that is coming your way. Enjoy this. Take me to the King. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces. It's my offering. Take me to the King. Truth is, I'm tired. Options are few. I'm trying to pray, but where are you? I'm all churched out, hurt and abused. I can't say what's left to do. Truth is, I'm no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I try, but still my
And as we are sounding out for tonight, I thank you for that, to those of you that listen to us tonight on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And I trust that as you move forward on this week, that you will find strength and that you will find hope and healing inside of your situation. As always, this is J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here on this Soul of America Radio Network. I believe today that you and I have the ability and the responsibility to make a difference inside of every life that we touch. I believe that our silence only only fuels the uh, perpetuation of the issue of domestic violence, but I also believe that when we stand together and when we speak up and we speak out, that we make the difference that is so profoundly needed to be made. And until next time, I'll meet you here at the same time, same station, same place, right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Once again, this is J.R. Thickland, and I'm bidding you a very good evening. Thank you for a wonderful show tonight. Take care. God bless.